real big, real big, real big. I know what my real is fearless. To another episode of the Course Side Takeover Podcast. I'm Des. Um, we've been out for a while, man. I've been checking out a couple games, uh, pulling up, making film. It's been funny. A lot of people think I'm a vlogger. <laughs> now nah, it's been a podcast. It's forever a podcast, but it's still a business. So you got to figure out a way to grow the business, a way to get the kids, a way to just get the um, get the city behind you, get the attention. But I'm excited for the guests we got here, man. We got um, longtime voice coach, now girls coach. We got Coach Wally. What's going on, man? Man, everything, everything is good. Getting ready for the tournament now. Man, that's what's up. Tournament time. So how the girls doing this year, man? How, how you like y'all so far, man? How the girls looking out, coming out? Listen, you know, when I took the program over, I know we had to build a program. And so we're at the bottom. We're coming up. Girls are working hard. Um, and so it's been a tough year in terms of win-losses, but this year was focused on building the culture we need to be a successful program. And on that note, we've been good. Now, how you take that tradition, tab boys culture, and add it to the girls? What's some of the stuff you took from the boys, now you can implement with the girls? Because you can't sometimes coach girls how you coach boys. So what's some stuff you took and that's effective? Well, the common denominator for success is hard work. And so um, it's not to suggest that the girls didn't work hard before I got the, got the position and whatnot as head coach. But just the way we do things on the guys' side, now we're also doing things on the girls' side. So we're trying to build a program for girls who really love to play the game of basketball in the area in which they live. And that's our focus this year. So one of the differences you see is that our girls start playing basketball in the seventh grade, where mm -hmm. young, some young ladies start playing basketball in the third or fourth grade. Yeah. And so when you start in the seventh grade, you're behind. So we're trying to build a program. I founded the All Girls Basketball Academy. And there we are trying to train girls, not only at TAB, but all over the city who have an interest in playing the game of basketball. And so it's really the, the, the common thing about the guys and the girls is uh, that our young ladies know if they want to be good at something, they have to put that work in. And that's, that's what we bring to the table. Now, um, off the camera, you say you've been 31 years, a long time, man. Congratulations. Oh, that's yeah. a long time to be coaching. Yeah. Why the girls? Why, what, made, what, what, made, what caused the switch? Well, First thing, I would, you know, to be honest, it was an opportunity. Uh, any any coach, I think, who loves to coach the game wants to put their stamp on the program. Mm -hmm. And so when Coach Craig made the decision that she, you know, she was going to step down, it was an opportunity for me to take over the program if I was selected and be, put my stamp on the program. I'd been very successful as a junior varsity coach over the years, very successful. And, so it's something I thought I could bring to the girls' side. I didn't really understand and know the differences between the two, and they're extreme differences. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, now that I've kind of started got my feet wet, I kind of know what I'm doing and how to go, go, go about doing it. Uh, it's it's a good journey we on. Uh, let's get who is Coach Wiley? If somebody was to ask, like what got you into coaching? Uh, what got me into coaching? A couple of my friends out of Lincoln Heights. I coached in Lincoln Heights for ten years. Uh, but coaching is all about um, building relationships with our kids mm -hmm. and using the game of basketball as a way to teach the games of life. You know, and, mm -hmm. and the thing is, and that's what I do. So when I started Lincoln Heights, we were trying to get kids off the streets. Yeah. And they had, the only thing we had was an old gym. <laughs> and uh, we were very successful in attracting the kids who, were, if they were not in that gym, would be doing things that could get them in trouble. Let's, yeah. let's say it that way. So that was my motivation. 
what I love about the game is the relationships I build with my players. Uh, that's lifelong, yeah, you know, and, uh, and so that's kind of what got me going. Um, and then I came down here, they closed the gym at Lincoln Heights in 2003, I think, and uh, Coach Mitch was down here coaching, new coach, and uh, I knew Mitch, and so I came down and I, I volunteered. I didn't, I was not even a paid coach, I was just a volunteer. And after my first year as a volunteer, uh, the uh, head coach of the junior varsity team, uh, his son played at different schools, so he chose uh, not to coach that year. So I was asked if I would want to coach the junior varsity, and uh, I graciously accepted, and I did that for about 15 years. <laughs> what kept you around so long? Because you see a lot of coaches now today, they'll be at this school, they bounce down. To, but Wally is known for Taft. Every time I say I'm about to go interview Wally, I'm about to go, he's been at Taft forever. What kept you around so long? I love my kids. Yeah, I love my kids, and and you know, uh, it's not about the money; it's about the kids. Yeah. I've had opportunities to uh, to go to other schools, uh, and I can't say I haven't looked at going to other schools. But uh, I love my kids. You know, it's it's everyone can't coach here because yeah. everyone can't deal with the uh, the challenges yeah. that our kids face, and our kids face challenges. We spend more time dealing with issues off court than we do with issues on court, and it's all good, you know, because it's called life. And, and so that's what that's what has kept me here. You know, I, I think that I ended up here for a reason, and uh, I'm at a point, you know, when I end my coaching career, it'll be a tag. That's where I'm at. That's nice. Now, um, just we was talking a little, like I said, off camera. What do you think the biggest challenge is from you know facing um, coaching guys for so long? Then you're coaching girls. What's the biggest challenge you see in the difference between coaching girls and boys? Well, the thing about athletics, uh, if I was to take a ball and walk in that gym and there was 100 young men in, in, in the building, I'd get about 40 of them in the gym, right. whether they can play or not. If I did the same thing with our young ladies, I might get three because their orientation is different. Uh, a, a male, whether he is good or not, will talk like he's Kobe Bryant. You know? <laughs> and he will have aspirations, some maybe to even go to the league yeah. or play collegiate basketball. That's his thought process. Not like that with the young ladies. And, and so since I've been coaches, almost having to convince some that this is even a possibility, that you can do this. Put the work in. Yeah. You'll be okay. It don't mean you're going to be at a high level D1 school. You're D2, D3, because at the end of the day, walk out of that university with a degree. You're not going to the league, That's I can tell you that now. Right. You know what I'm saying? But there is an opportunity to get out the hood and change your life, having a life experience that you now have more options, you see the world different. And that's what this is about, you know, trying to prepare our young ladies and hopefully between their hard work and my coaching ability and skills and knowledge, we can get them at a university, a small college. So. Man, something resonate with what you just said. A lot of people always say, um, I don't want to go to college unless it's D1 or unless I go to Kansas. Look, it's about playing time and education. You should want to go to the school who's going to play you. I don't care if it's the NAIA. Right. Whoever's going to pay for your school and right. whoever willing to right. play you. Because most of these players think you've got D1 talent. In reality, it's like Division Three NAIA. But then again, you're worried about you should be worried about that education and getting, and getting on the court and being productive. Most yeah. people got it messed up. Yeah, and I agree. And the thing is, there are very few who have the skills to go to the league. 
Definitely. That's a that's a very few. So then why are we playing? Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. To keep it real, we're playing so that my life could be different from my mom, Facts. my grandma. I might be the first kid who's had an opportunity to go to the next level. It's huge. You know, not just for yourself, but for your family, for your community, for TAF. For every young lady we can get at a university, college, someplace, it says something about the work we're doing down here in TAF. Definitely. Where do, um, where do you get your coaching brain from? You know, I, I see early, a lot of people tell me this, every time I sit down with somebody, they be like, we, I see, I love the game of basketball, I can talk about it all day. So I, I've been watching you for a while, even when I was doing my coaching thing, even when I was playing. Where do you get your coaching style from? Because everybody come to Tavs, they coach like Tav got a different, uh, a different swag to them, a coaching style to them, and everybody. Where do you get that style from that you coach with? Well, um, again, again, it has to go back to uh, Lincoln Heights because we came up with a concept called Tiger Ball. Tiger Ball, Tiger okay. Ball, yeah, and Tiger Ball was intense, hard nose, man to man, play fast, play hard, play tough. That's that's. I don't know where that came from, but that's, that's, that's what we presented. Right. And uh, I think when I came here with Coach Mitch, it was a, it was a, I found another home. Because he, he was the same way, but he was at another level with it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And, and so first thing I believe is that a kid can learn anything. The question is, can I teach him? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the other thing is I think, again, we're trying to teach life. And so how is life? Life tough. Life, you have to be intense. Life, you have to be on it. Life, you have to be disciplined. You have to have all those qualities. Well, guess what? If you can't do it inside that court, you're going to struggle outside that court. Mm. You know, and so that's what that's what I try to bring, that intensity. You know, that's that's my philosophy. Face-to-face, woman-to-woman, hard-nosed defense, play fast, play with high-level skills, knock shots down, have high basketball IQ. That's, that's the game to me. And I like that. Um, a lot of people, like, like you said, uh, Mitch came here way back in, like, 03. A lot of people don't even know. Tab known as a powerhouse now. They've been so successful for so long, but Mitch kind of turned the program around. Yeah, he 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 was key because I I don't know what their record. They had a, a losing record mm -hmm. before he got here, and they flipped it in one year. But what that goes to show is that the talent was here. What you needed to put together a successful team and program, it was here. You just didn't have a person who knew how to do it. Mm. That's what Mitch, he brought in with the, his understanding of the game. And again, it's about building relationships. If you can't get your players to trust you, you're not going to be successful. And that's what I've learned as a coach. It's, it's not necessarily your scheme and this, that, and other. Do they trust you? Yeah. And, uh, if, once you gather that, gain that trust, no matter what you ask them to do, they will do it. I'm curious. Um, Mitch came back, coached for a while, and left again. It didn't seem like the players – connect this generation connect differently i want to know what do you think about like because when mitch had that group that won state and those couple years after it's like they connect with him they fall for him, like they run through a wall for him if i could use the phrase but that he came back and coached these new what's gen z they call them. why do you think this new generation don't connect with the same coaching style mitch used to coach with well because things change and, and the thing i know about mitch when mitch looks back at his coaching career and you know the past the things he did, he wouldn't do today, you know. And, and so everyone couldn't handle that style. Yeah. It, it, it took some very tough guys, and the guys we had were tough. You know, we had, we had some tough guys. But I learned to play the game of basketball in the streets. Yeah. There was no gym. 
that. You didn't get to no gym. You had you playing on cement all know? day, yeah, with a raggedy ball and sometimes <laughs> the rain or whatever. You know? yeah. and, and so, but this generation doesn't go outdoors. No, they are computer kids. They're texting all the time. They're on the phone, so it's different. You don't have the same kind of kids, so you have to find a different way to get them to be successful in what it is they're trying to do. And the only, like with my girls, for the most part, their only time that they've seen a, a basketball is inside of a gym. Damn, you know what I'm saying? They don't do it on their own. And that's how we came up. We came yeah. up in the streets, and not as a negative, but I'm saying you played outdoors. Yeah, so the sun come up. <laughs> but how many courts do you see full today? You just don't see that. So you have to approach them different. You know, everything is different, and how they're raised is different. Stuff going on in life is different. Our kids' lives are so complicated now; it's unreal. Nah, it's the kind of stuff they're dealing with. So, so I think what I've learned in, in, uh, as a coach is that I have to develop some some humility about how I'm going to deal with my kids and be patient with them. I know where I, I need to take them, but I have to I have to work on their time. Like they can't work on my time necessarily. Yeah, I like that. Um, if somebody was to ask, who do Wally like watching? Who's your favorite player to watch? In like high school, uh, girls and boys. I'd have to say Kelsey Mitchell. Okay, yeah, she was a bucket. Yeah, she was a Kelsey. bucket. And the thing about Kelsey, you know, I was since Kelsey worked out at Taft, and you know, I was around her as she was coming up. Uh, the, her work ethic is what drove her game, mm. and that's what I liked about watching her play because I know the work she put in to do the stuff that people are ooh and ah for, you know, yeah. on the court. They just didn't know the hours that she put in. So she was she's definitely one of the most favorite players that, I, that, uh, that I've ever seen, you know, and just by knowing her off court and seeing what she's able to accomplish on court. Boys. Uh, you could be biased. They could wear green and gold. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess, I guess in this area it would have to be her. He's, okay. he's white. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, he, was, he was special. Special. He was special as an athlete and, and a player. He, he was as a high school player. He was he, great to watch. He was just really great to watch. Yeah, he, he was a killer. And we was talking about um, why don't you think the girls in the city get as much recognition as the boys? I don't even want to say it's the city. It's everywhere for real. You can see it in the WNBA. You can see it in college. Why do you think girls sports not as elevated as men's sports? Being that it's some of these girls that's kind of probably like. One of the best shooters in the city, I think, is a female. So it's like, why don't you think they get that type of recognition as the guys? Well, the girls' game is is more technical because they're not playing above the rail. Yeah. And, uh, and and so you have to love the game, in my opinion. You have to really understand basketball when you watch females play because they're technical. Yeah. Now, you can get beat off the bounce and and, and your your weak side help pin him to the board because he'll be a you know. Or you get a chance to see a 360. I mean, the, the guys bring a level of athleticism and excitement to the game that people love. But if you talk about skill set, knowledge of the game, and technique, and all those kind of things, you got to watch the girls. Definitely. You got to watch the girls, you know. And, and so, again, the, the guys bring the hype. And I ain't got no issue with that. That's what they do. That's why, you know, if, 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 if the varsity boys play is the gym was packed, Cause you got guys like Ray and them, yeah. guys, you know. But when we come, it's, it's just a different atmosphere. And so, again, you to me, you really have to love the game 
and respect the game to, to find the satisfaction in watching young ladies play who done put their work in. Now, if you ain't put the work in, I wouldn't come see you play, you, you know. That's the guys either, you know. But, but when they when they put that work in and they're, they're bringing it the way they're supposed to bring it, they should be supported like everybody else. I, I, I agree, I agree. Um, let's have a little fun. Wally top five NBA All-Star starter. Like, if you if you could take five guys to the blacktop, who would they be? Oh, man, see, that's a, that's a lot of years, man. They could be anybody. It could be guys in the league, guys you grew up with. It could be a mixture of both. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You'd have to say, I go back to Bill Russell and, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, we can take it there. Yes, uh, We can take it there. Uh, well, Jordan, Kobe, Garnett. I mean, not going at uh, KD. KD, Jordan, Kobe, KD. Uh, uh, Kareem. Okay. And uh, Dr. J. I like, hey, that ain't no bad lineup. I like that. I like that. I like that. Uh, if you could play in any basketball shoe, what would it be? Shoes wise, I like it. I like it. That's different, man. We begin. That's the first. I think that's the second Adidas I ever got. A lot of people been saying Nike. Yeah, a lot of people been saying Nike. Nike gives you a, a bigger variety, but I like Adidas shoes. When, even when I was in Lincoln Heights, we we used the all pro, all pro model Adidas. Best player you ever seen play in person? Um, best player I've ever seen. Probably LeBron. Now you seen him in person? High school. Cool. Thanks. High school. Because um, LeBron, you know, I saw him play at Ohio State University. The first half he played with four or five. The first, the second half he played with one. <laughs> and you don't see a guy his size yeah. that is that versatile. And uh, Great game. The game right. they should have lost. They played uh, uh, Lavender was on the other team. I can't remember the high school. Yeah. But uh, they should have beat him. But, it, but watching LeBron in high school, he was – Oh, he lived up to the height. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, man. You take me off topic for a little. What do you think the difference? Because back in the, I don't want to say back in the day, like I'm all old, but I'll say about ten years ago, fifteen years ago, we had. I think the athleticism was different, the skill was different. What's the dip off? Because Cincinnati, you really used Cincinnati had some. I mean, some hoopers. Now it's probably like you could probably count five on your hand. No, I mean Cincinnati. Remember. Carliga's in the league. Carliga in the league. Maceo is in the league. league. Yeah. McBride is in the, the league. league. Definitely. Yeah, so what are we saying? No, I, I think today though, it's like you got okay, you got a couple. I like Nate over there at Lakota. Paul Ray, of course. You got um You got three All Americans. I mean not all Americans. Yeah. I can't forget about the girls. Yeah. I can't forget about the girls. You got D, you got KK, you got we got some Hoopers. Okay. We play okay. In this area, it's some really good basketball. Definitely. It really is. It really is. We, I mean, uh, Jordan Henderson from Walnut, he's at Canisius. Malik, like Malik like Green from Tab, he's at Canisius. Canisius. We're spread out. We're out there. Yeah, Mid-major okay. and going up. See, when you break it down like that, okay, okay. I give you that one. Okay, That's I like that. that. And okay. then uh, Hughes, uh, what's his name? Uh, he, went, he, he went up to, uh, out of New York. Out of New York? He to, no, he went to school in New York. Corey. Uh, yeah, Corey, Corey Long. Yeah, Corey yeah Long. oh, he went D1 too. Yeah, okay, yeah. And I, so I'm saying if you if you keep adding them up, you'll see that we we putting them. We, we producing. Them yeah, we, we, we producing. And you got three pros yeah. in the last three years. Three years. 
Now, I, I like what you said um, about getting players to college. Most people don't. Most people as coaches and, and really girls don't even make that their mission. Was that, the, was that your mission getting the girls' job? I want to get some of these females to college. Well, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Because, um, again, I think that they just don't get the attention. Yeah. So you have to put that work in. They're behind, so to speak. The girls' game is behind. So the work that's necessary to kind of get them up to par or get them where they can be mm -hmm. eligible for that. Yes, you gotta put that work in. Definitely. So it's not about the coach. It ain't about winning. Yeah. See, I can't I can't get into this with the young ladies looking to win early. We have to lay the foundation first, and then it'll happen. It'll happen over time. It may happen before, it may happen after I leave up out of here. Right, right. But the foundation will be there, that's for sure. Long as it happens, it's gonna happen. Long as you put the work in and stay consistent, it's right, gonna happen. Right. And see, we're building a program. That's the, I'm not building a team, I'm building, building a, a program. program. That's the difference. And that means that we can bring young ladies in, we can train them and prepare them to go to the next level. Now we have that in place. Then people's daughters who really want to do that will look at Tab as my just like the boys is. Everybody want to come to tab because I like that. I like that. And it start from the ground up like you're doing. It yeah, start from the bottom and building it up. Building it up. Um, it's time for our takeover segment of the day. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. You can answer them. You know, we're just going to have a little fun answering the best as you can as honest as your opinion. Name, recommend one book that you think will change my life. Uh, the Autobiography of Malcolm X. Good recommendation. Um, if you have... No, narrow your principles down into three words. Serve the people. Serve the people. I like that. If you knew what you knew now, 31 years ago, what would you do differently? Oh, man. I would do like him. Mm, I like that. Wally. Wally move. Wally would be here. Wally wouldn't be here if it wasn't for? Uh, opportunity. I like that. And last but not least, if I could have anybody on the podcast next, who? And if you know me, you should put me. Um, I'd say, I would say Sasha Young, because I've been impressed with her this year. Who? She's the women's head coach at uh, Withrow. That's true. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah okay. she, uh, I think she's done a great job this year with who she's had. And, I mean, they're the top team in the, uh, C-Mac, and I think last year they may have been in the bottom half. Dang. So they made a tremendous turnaround in, in a year, and, and so I thought she's done a great job. That's a good one. I got to get that. I was actually, I look up stats before. I look up stats frequently. They got a girl over there averaging like a double-double, like 17 rebounds. Yeah, Some crazy a, stuff. Yeah, she's good. Rice. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to have to get that one. Well, um, I appreciate you for coming, All right. man. Uh, thank you, man. Now, no doubt. It's the yeah. Courtside Takeover Podcast. That's Coach Wally, and we out. Real big, real big. I know one day I would do it real big, real big, real big. I know what my real is feeling.